Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm your co-host Jackie Spinell. And I'm Hannah Miera Plotkin. Let's dive right in. Welcome everyone to this week's podcast recording. Ooh, I think episode 62 or 63. 62. We're getting up there. I feel like we gotta plan something, start planning something big for a hundred. I know it's it's a little ways from now, but I feel like we started planning for our one year anniversary, anniversary, like months in advance. So it's never too early. Honestly, my dad just subscribed for the newsletter last night. So, you know, check yes. your inboxes, guys, because these newsletters come at, at random times. And if you haven't already subscribed to our newsletter, go to our website, diveridinpodcast.weebly.com. I believe yes. it'll be in the bot in the link in the description. Yes. Um, but with that, this week's episode is definitely a little bit more of a heavier one. We're going to be talking about abortion and the bans on our bodies and something. This is a topic that we've really been wanting to discuss for a while now, but I've been really nervous to sort of record about it because it is such a daunting subject. And, you know, every week when we're sitting down and being like, hey, what should we record about this week? You know, one of us will always say abortion, and then we'll come up with a reason not to do it. Like, oh, we'll do it next week. Oh, I don't feel ready. I don't have enough research. We're ripping off the Band-Aid. We're doing it. Um, but we are not experts on the subject. Um, we'll be linking more sources in the description and just learning as we go. For sure. And I completely agree with 100% of what you just said. I also just want to say that Hannah and I, you know, we're both... Um, identify as young females um, and we fall pretty left as you probably already know if you've listened to some of our other episodes or just know us personally Um, but we are interested in doing some more political discussions Um, and this is like a very polarizing um, political topic obviously that everybody hasn't has some sort of opinion on whether it's more neutral or a little bit more extreme Um, And so if you're interested in having this conversation with us, we're always open to having some civil discourse, having this discussion with whether you agree with us or your beliefs fall in a similar place as ours or completely differ, um, please reach out and it can be recorded. It doesn't have to be recorded, but we'd love to have that conversation. And we're also interested in doing more of those soon. So if you're interested, reach out, please. Definitely. And one other thing that we're going to strive for this episode is not to refer to abortion patients as women, because not all people that get abortions are female identifying, Um, but we're human and it's been so ingrained in society and we are products of, you know, the world around us that, you know, abortion is a women's healthcare matter, a women's healthcare sort of thing. And, you know, Planned Parenthood is only for women. So we're just trying to unlearn Um, as we go as well. So bear with us, but this is our goal. Our goal is to be as inclusive as as possible. We're not trying to erase any communities. Um, And we recognize the need for abortion care for all people and people of all backgrounds. For sure. And I think I just want to like emphasize that point and just say that, you know, again, nobody's perfect. And we're always, we're all constantly learning new things. And I think that while this may seem like 
oh, like, why are they doing that? Or like, that's annoying or like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, it really is the little things that just help create a more inclusive environment. And if you're more interested in just the why or like, you're kind of like, that doesn't, I don't agree with that or whatever, I encourage you to listen to um, our episode from a couple weeks ago where we talked with Theo, um, our friend from camp. Um, that was just a great inclusive um, episode. And also some of our other episodes where we just talk about language and things like that. Um, it's very important and it's a topic that Hannah and I are always trying to work on uh, for ourselves. So in this idea of constantly learning, Jackie, for our icebreaker this week, I wanted to ask you, how are you striving to be a role model for other people? This is a good question. Um, as I think most of your questions are, most of the icebreaker questions are. Um, so I think that I strive to be, I, I strive to be a good role model through um, the way I just, I try my hardest to be my um, authentic, true self. Um, and honestly, I'm a big believer in like, as long as you're yourself and you're true to yourself and you do what makes you happy, um, even if that in itself can be selfish sometimes, you know, wanting time alone or wanting to do something else that other people are being, other people are doing. Um, I think that that's how we can be the best people we can be. And that's not to say like, okay, like be, be selfish and don't care about others, but it's just take time for yourself and just be you um, on, on authentically you. And also I'm a very big believer in just trying new things, stepping outside your comfort zone. I think that's how I can be the best person I can be by constantly expanding my horizons and whatnot and encouraging others to do the same without, you know, shoving them over their edge or persuading them to do something that they so obviously dread or whatever. So I hope that kind of answered the question. It's a difficult one. Um, Hannah, I will flip it. I will hand it, hand the question over to you. Um, how do you strive to be a role model for other people? I just wanted to say that you are one of my role models in life, Jackie. So major props to you for that. Um, but something that I do to try and be a role model for other people is recognize when it's my time to step back and to learn and to listen. I think that there's a lot of people who are, you know, have the mentality that they have to constantly be leaders to be a role model or just to be seen as a leader and that they constantly have to be taking initiative. And that really frustrates me because I think it's important that you're giving everyone an opportunity to lead and you can also lead and be an, a role model and be an example by listening to others. Um, so that's something that I think not a lot of people recognize and something that we should be looking for more in society. I think we're always seeing these like, you know, outspoken individuals and yes, they are all incredible, incredible role models and activists, um, but also recognizing like the simple role models who, you know, know their time to like step forwards, but also know when it's important to step back. So I don't know if that made sense, but that's where I'm, what I'm thinking. I love that, Hannah. And you're also one of my role models, of course. So transitioning right into the beyond meat of our episode. No, that's our favorite joke. <laughs> it's not a dive right in episode without it. So we want to, I don't know if some of our 
older listeners remember how we used to do kind of like our definitions um, at the beginning, um, just to all be on the same page. First of all, what is abortion? Um, so I'm going to go ahead with the, the quote unquote definition. Um, and then Hannah, if you want to just sort of unpack that or uh, yeah. in your own words or whatever. So according to um, Mayo Clinic, an abortion is a procedure to end a pregnancy. It uses medicine or surgery to remove the embryo or fetus and placenta from the uterus. The procedure is done by a licensed medical healthcare professional. The decision to end a pregnancy is very personal. I think that the key to you know, defining what an abortion is, is recognizing how much of a personal and an impactful decision it is. And there are people that get abortions for a number of reasons. And abortions, I have a few statistics up from the World Health Organization, but the World Health Organization states that abortions are completely safe. And the issue that see that people see with abortions isn't like the safety concern, it's more of the like moral implications. And I think it's important that we recognize that Abortions are healthcare. Abortions are providing people with life-saving, yes, life-saving, um, you know, operations that can improve people's quality of life. And um, it's a very, like I said, a very, very personal decision to get an abortion. And we have the, the right to privacy in the United States. And I think that by you know, enacting so many bans on abortions and bans on people's bodies, like we'll unpack in a few minutes, that you're infringing on this right to privacy, which is, you know, guaranteed to us in our constitution. And that's sort of my perspective on abortion. Um, I think you're going to get from this episode that Jackie and I both identify as pro-choice. Um, whether or not that means that we would get an abortion for ourselves, that just means that we are open to the idea of empowering other people um, and guaranteeing access to other people uh, to be able to get an abortion should they deem that it's right for themselves. Yes, I love that. And I kind of think of it pretty simply. Um, I So I always think about one time when I was probably like six or seven um, and somebody asked me or somebody brought up, you know, pro-choice versus pro-life and taught me as a seven-year-old what the what this ongoing political debate was. And I thought about it and I was just like, you know, it's easy. It's the, what I believe in is pro-choice. It should be the woman who gets to choose what she does with her body and how she wants to um, continue on the course of her life. Um, because, you know, a baby isn't just a birth. Um, that baby has a life and that baby um, grows up and has, you know, a life of their own that may have their parent in it or, um, you know, may, may not, may be sent to a family member or an adoption. And that's, that's a life that, you know, you're sending that kid off. And so some people just, in my opinion, just aren't, aren't ready. There's so many different things, actually. People aren't ready. People aren't, you know, financially ready or emotionally ready, or um, just don't have the means, don't don't want to do it at the moment or ever, you know, for that matter. And while I'm saying that there's there's no correct answer, of course, everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Um, to me personally, it becomes very simple. 
And um, I see it very, very black and white, but I know that there's, there's so much gray area and that's why it's still, you know, such a controversial topic that we continue to argue and discuss um, every day. Definitely. And I wanted to reference the Gutmacher, I could be saying that very Yiddish, um, Institute, which is a pro-choice policy analysis um, awareness group. And they quote that getting an abortion can cost anywhere up to $3,000, um, which is something that makes abortions, you know, oftentimes very inaccessible, although there are organizations that will offer it free of charge or, you know, there's different policies regarding that. But the ban on abortions just means banning safe abortions where you're getting it with a, you know, medical provider or someone that is licensed and um, trained to do abortions. And hopefully those abortions are accessible. I know in some states that already have bans, you know, you're having to go to outside states and that would make abortions pretty inaccessible. Um, and also, you know, at times they can be costly, which would also make them inaccessible. But hopefully getting an abortion done with a medical provider is an accessible way to do it. But if you're not, you know, if you're placing this ban on just the accessible abortions, just safe abortions with medical providers, you're pretty much, you know, giving people no other option if they want an abortion to pursue other potentially illegal or unsafe actions or uh, harm against themselves. And so it's really important that we are giving people um, the opportunity to get safe abortions. And I think that we need to, rather than restricting abortions, we should be, you know, expanding education, um, providing maybe other forms of contraception if you want to see the abortion rates go down. And if you're going to ban abortion, I think that there should be, you know, an increase in contraceptive measures um, and an increase in, you know, sexual education taught in schools and reproductive health taught in schools. And that you can't just like be like, oh, hey, Texas citizens, none of you guys can get an abortion anymore. You can't just do that. You need to put in place other like safety nets so that people aren't resorting to the hanger method or throwing themselves down the stairs like we hear about in the news almost every day in states with abortion bans. For sure and honestly just hearing those methods the alternative methods that people use just you know makes me queeze like it's it's so sad um and scary I just want to say like that's one of that's one of the loopholes loopholes I put that in quotes um kind of that I how I kind of think about it you know it's like you say okay well people can't get legal abortions well people are going to continue to get abortions um you say another example um for example the Texas ban or other bans abortion bans like okay you can get an abortion um before six weeks of pregnancy. Um, well, many women, many people don't know if they're pregnant before six weeks. And that kind of puts people, you know, how are they supposed to, if they don't know that they're pregnant, they're obviously not gonna get an abortion um, in that time. And then they're they're stuck again. So it's, it's just these so many different ways of like, thinking you're helping or thinking that you're still doing what the people want, but really it's just, you're just making it more dangerous for people and um, more inaccessible, which is, which is just one of the many problems. 
a Supreme Court hearing tomorrow having to do with a Mississippi case, um, and it's going to challenge Roe v. Wade. So, you know, hopefully we get this episode up and Roe v. Wade is still standing, but we will see. People call, you know, Roe v. Wade very revolutionary for its time. Roe v. Wade was a, a 1973 court case. So you can see how, you know, the struggle for reproductive rights um, has been ongoing and isn't just a current issue. So I also, we also wanted to highlight some, some um, arguments for pro-choice or pro-life um, just to sort of get um, a feel for both sides of the spectrum. Um, so you hear just like some, some arguments that people tend to bring up um, when this topic is talked about. So for um, pro-life, um, for sorry, for pro-choice, the U.S. Supreme Court has declared abortion to be a fundamental right guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution. Um, and this just sort of talks about Roe v. Wade. Um, and then on contrast to that um, pro-life argument, abortion is murder um, and killing um, the killing of an innocent human being is wrong, um, even if that human being isn't born yet, um, which is you know, argued constantly. Um, another pro-choice argument is that reproduction, reproductive choice empowers women um, or people by giving them control over their own bodies. Um, that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, and then on the flip side to that, a pro-life argument is um, life begins at con conception. So unborn babies are human beings with a right to life, um, which is, I think it's really interesting because for a lot of people who who aren't ready to have children or just don't have it, don't have the means to start a family um, and do end up having their children um, or don't have, enough, don't have the option, don't have a, another option um, once they're pregnant, um, those kids might go into adoption or the foster care system or have these horrible, horrible childhoods that, you know, traumatize them for life. And um, it's really sad. So it's interesting. It's interesting to me that argument of um, unborn babies are human beings with a right to life. True, but when they're given, you know, all cards flipped against them, is it really like is best for them? Or, and what's best for them and what's best for, their future and their family. A hundred percent. And, you know, in speaking about this, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor in the Planned Parenthood versus Casey, the Planned Parenthood versus Casey case, um, she states that the ability of women to participate fully equally in the economic and social life of the nation has been facilitated by their ability to control their reproductive lives. And Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, also, you know, stated that a woman's or in this case a person's autonomy to determine their life's course um, is equal to their citizenship stature so this is basically just saying that if you are being told that you know should you get pregnant you must carry that um that pregnancy to term you know it can really imprint infringe on people's social economic mental health like all of these types of instances in their lives and it can be really dangerous when you have these white powerful men I'll just make a generalization telling, you know, 
people who are, you know, historically marginalized, what they can and can't do with their bodies. And I think that that's a really slippery slope. And we have, you know, we see constantly that pro-life um, arguments are generally based um, on religion and things like that. But we have supposedly, you know, separation of church and state in this country. There's a reason why Engel versus Vital was how it is, uh, where it keeps prayer out of school. So why can't we keep religion out of women's bodies and people's bodies and things like that? Yeah, so if it wasn't already clear, my opinion is very much pro-choice. I have a reproductive freedom for all sticker on my laptop. Um, I think it's really important that we have bodily autonomy. And it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, if you don't want an abortion, just don't get one. And I think it's as simple as that, that, you know, if you don't have the ability to get pregnant, you shouldn't be making decisions for people that can get pregnant. It just doesn't make sense to me. For sure. I like to think of it kind of like a an all around rule, like mind your own business, you know, that's people's, that's people's bodies. That's what they want to do. And it doesn't affect you. What, what, if they're decide if what they decide to do with their body um, in this case. So mind your own business. I also know a lot of people who are pro choice, you know, pro um, whatever people want to do with their bodies, they have the right to do, but would not get an, an abortion themselves. Um, and that is, you know, that is perfectly reasonable, perfectly fine. And so many people, you know, stand in that position. So it's not even what you are necessarily going to do with your body, but what you feel like every person should have the right to do with their own body as you get to choose what you do with yours. Exactly. It just kind of feels icky to tell people what they can and can't do. Um, and so with that, I wanted to um, move slightly to discuss the Texas and Ohio bills um, that, you know, really restrict abortion care. So pretty much the Texas abortion bill, that's also called the Texas Heartbeat Act, or Senate Bill 8 and House Bill 1515, um, was signed into law by their governor. Um, in 2021, and it took effect just this past September. And it places a really, really, really restrictive ban on abortion without outlawing them, you know, completely, because we still do have Roe v. Wade in place. Um, but the way that they sort of get around this is by allowing abortion up to six weeks, um, in which it's very, very hard to tell if you are pregnant at only six weeks. A lot of people don't find out that they're pregnant until, you know, a month in, a little later, you know, a little, no, not a month, and like two months in, um, you know, just also depending on your access to healthcare in the first place and ultrasounds and things like that um, can definitely affect your ability to find out if you're pregnant or not. So by banning abortion or restricting abortion in only six weeks, you're pretty much, pretty much outlawing it. And then Ohio decided to take this a step further. Um, and the way that they you know, placed a very strict ban on abortion was kind of by using citizens um, to like rat out other citizens and saying that, say you're an Uber driver that um, is dropping someone off at an abortion clinic, you can call a tip line to, you know, tip the government off about this person that you dropped off and there's some payout. And it's just a really, really, in my opinion, horrible, horrible bill. I'll read um, a quote from it. But pretty much the Ohio legislation, which is similar to the Texas Senate bill, um, would be enforced by private citizens suing anyone else who facilitates an abortion. And then they can receive up to $10,000 if 
it's, you know, a true and valid abortion. And, you know, states like Arkansas and Florida are also discussing this. And basically, I think that these bills are just like really icky. And I think it's too much government control. Um, not saying I'm full out libertarian, but I, because I'm not at all. I think we do need to be expanding social welfare programs. But in this case, it's definitely too much government control. And I think people should have bodily autonomy. For sure. I feel like it really is, you know, just one of these loopholes um, that, um, you know, they put in place with the quote unquote motive to not even the motive, but they want to to try to play the hero um, while really, you know, making making it harder for people to go about these things safely and um, just getting to actually um, pursue an abortion um, when because they don't know um, that they're pregnant in that amount of time where it's still um, legal in these states. Um, so um, just to sort of wrap up, um, this is such a controversial topic. Um, there's so many different opinions. Obviously, I'm sure everybody here has some sort of different opinion, um, even if many of us fall on the same um, political spectrum or have the same basic um, opinion on this. Um, but we are, again, we are very open to having this conversation. Please reach out. Um, and we're also going, we're, again, we're gonna be doing more political discussions soon, um, not necessarily about this topic, um, but about some very interesting, controversial topics. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I did just want to say that, um, that we did the best we could this episode, and this is the information that we have, and we understand that, you know, information is always changing. Um, so, you know, if you have another opinion or you have heard something different, you know a different statistic, you know something else about one of these bills, um, reach out because uh, we're always learning. That's it for this week's episode of Dive Right In with Jackie and Hannah. If you liked what you heard, you can find us on Instagram at Dive Right In Podcast, as well as our website, www.diverightinpodcast.weebly.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen, and you can leave any additional feedback at diverightinpodcast at gmail.com. And you just dove right in.